Welcome to the Friday edition of New Orleans Saints Podcast presented by SeatGeek. And today we have with us uh, Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager, Mickey Loomis. And uh, Mickey, we can't imagine how busy uh, you must be at this time of the year. And I guess that leads to the first question in that how are you working remotely? How are you handling this considering the amount of work that you guys need to put in right now? How are you handling working remotely? Well, it's not my favorite thing, uh, but listen, we, we've got, uh, you know, our IT guys and, and Jeff Ireland and our group have done a great job of, of um, using technology that's available so that we can, we can uh, marshal on. Is it obviously a significantly different, but have you, have you had to work through these kind of conditions before for any circumstance? Um, I don't really recall us having, you know, quite this this level of of uh, um, you know being disconnected, I guess, from the rest of of uh, uh, our group. You know, that we're not in the same room, um, not having conversations, you know, face to face. But but listen, we've had adversity before, and and look, it's 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 nothing compared to the adversity that. You know our healthcare industry and, and the people that are out on the front lines are dealing with right now. So I don't even like uh, I don't even like complaining about it uh, um, because because of the circumstances that exist. Listen, it's it's um, we're, you know we're getting a lot of things done. We'll be ready to go uh, when the time comes for the draft. And and um, yeah, that, that's that's where we're at. Hey, now news broke. I guess a week and a half, two weeks ago, the Coach Payton, Coach Sean Payton, had tested positive for the uh, COVID-19. What were your conversations with him after that? Well, look, I, I think almost all that just had to do with how he's feeling and, and uh, you know, is he on the path to getting better? And, and um, listen, Sean, Sean did, a, um, you know, a great job of, of, of uh, um, you know, keeping us informed where he was at and how he's feeling and, and – Look, we're just thankful that that uh, that he, you know he's recovered. Yeah. Hey, now, Mrs. Benson has has spoken highly of you about how impressed she has been with your leadership through this time. And you were the general manager of the Saints in 2005 when Hurricane Katrina struck. Um, you talked about lessons learned from that ordeal. How different is navigating through this pandemic with people scattered and being held apart, and yet needing to operate? as much as you can business as usual um well i you know i think first of all the similarities are is that it's adversity and and uh you know we've got a lot of great people in the organization that that uh are able to uh focus on tasks at hand you know the, i think the difference here though more than anything else is that, that it's 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 affected our entire uh, world and and look certainly uh, all of the NFL world, but all of the world, and so that that's everyone uh, is dealing with this kind of adversity in some form or fashion. And you know, again, as I mentioned, uh, you know, the healthcare industry and th- those those people that are out there on the front lines are, are true heroes here for us, um, and we're grateful for them. So, um, but look, when, when it's all said and done, we'll we'll have learned some things. Um, well, you know, we'll have have identified some things that we could certainly do a lot better, but I think that's for uh, that's for the review after the fact, not not um, not while we're in the middle of it. Right now, we're just 
trying to get our work done, trying to um, um, make sure that, that all of our people are cared for, number one, and then that we're taking care of our responsibilities, secondly. You know, a couple of the things that we, we hear prominently about the Saints are, are culture and character. Uh, now, with those two things in mind, culture and character, what are your thoughts, I guess, on the character uh, you've seen displayed from the likes of Mrs. Benson with her donation to Zion Williamson with his donation to Drew Brees and Brittany Brees with their donation? What does that say, I guess, about the character of the people that are employed by the by the franchises? Well, I think, first of all, it says a lot about their personal character more so than anything about the organization. Um, man, they, 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 along with a lot of other people, have um, stepped to the forefront to help. Um, obviously, the, the um, you know, they have resources to do that. A lot of people um, are helping in, in other ways that don't have quite as many resources. So, look, I'm just looking forward to all of us, you know, coming together and, and, and beating this um, together. I think that's that's what we have to do. Yeah. Hey, can you walk us through the beginning of the free agency process, considering the social distancing policies that were in effect at that time? Yeah, I, you know, John, I think this the the uh, most of the work was fortunately already done before before uh, free agency began, and then it's just a matter of of look making calls, um, you know, working deals, and the the only real logistical issue at the beginning of free agency was just that you know you couldn't have face to face meetings uh, you couldn't bring in players for physicals and a lot of times after that initial rush you know guys are looking for the right circumstance and situation and the teams are looking for guys that fit their building and so a lot of times you know those are are um face to face meetings where you bring someone in you interview them you talk with them uh, you just discuss the vision that you have for them, and uh, you see if it's a good fit. That that really hasn't been able to have have happened. Um, but look, I you know we've adapted, um, and and really the only only real issue has been, you know, the physical part. We've had a couple of deals that have fallen apart because of uh, because of that. Wow. So let's get into free agency a bit. Uh, Drew Brees' extension looks like a win-win for player and organization. Does that piece need to be in place for the rest of the puzzle to take shape in free agency? Or, you know, how vital was that getting that part of it done? Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we need to know what what Drew uh, is going to count on our cap this year. Uh, you know, what resources are we using? Because then that, you know, that gives us the ability to do some other things. and, and uh, look, to Drew's credit, he, his, his number one goal was to make sure that we had an opportunity to, you know, improve our roster, uh, keep our roster together, improve our roster, and and be as competitive as we can be. So, um, you know, I'm 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 certainly appreciative of, you know, how he's handled that contract the last uh, couple times, um, because again, you know, the most important thing to him is, is that we have a competitive team. Now, if we can, can we just get a synopsis? I guess a quick synopsis on on a couple of free agents. Um, you know, Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah, I, look, Malcolm. Obviously, we're very familiar with Malcolm, and and you know, Sean's discussed. I think we've all all discussed that. Uh, 
man, and, and looking back, we wish that we hadn't let him out of the building, um, you know, some some years ago. But he, he look, he's he's uh, he's really really still a, a, a good player on the field, great player on the field. But the things that he brings to the table in terms of of leadership and intelligence uh, and competitiveness, um, man, that, that that's hard to that that is hard to replace when you lose it. Um, and certainly it's it's a it's a win for us in terms of you know those attributes coming into the building um so look i'm looking forward to having having malcolm back on our team how about emmanuel sanders who has been a very very productive player and super bowl appearances have followed him or he's followed them every, everywhere he's been in his career but you know what, what will he add to the mix well, look, he's been, you know, obviously a, a really productive player. Um, you know, again, you mentioned it. He's been a winner uh, a lot of places that he's been. And he's he's uh, he's veteran. He'll he'll provide some leadership uh, in that room um, along with, you know, Mike Thomas and, and some of the other players that we have. He's, he's a veteran presence um, and just another weapon that I know Drew will take advantage of and I know that he's excited about. Um, so look, one of the best things is that I think Emmanuel is really excited to be with the Saints. You know, he, he's uh, um, yeah, I think he mentioned that that his grandmother's a, fa- a fan of the Saints and was excited to hear that that he's uh, coming to play here. So, um, you know, that that's always a positive when you have someone that comes in that wants to be with you and, and would be, uh, you know, one of his top choices. Yeah, we we talked to him. He sounds like it's going to be hard to keep his grandmother off the field more than anything. <laughs> um, now, with uh, with with Andrews Pete, uh, how critical was it, I guess, to re-sign him because he's a guy who who is a quiet guy, but he he let it be known, hey, I want I, I started with the Saints, and I want to finish my career with the Saints. Yeah, look, Andrews is uh, you know one of his his great attributes is his versatility. You know, he's been able to kick out to tackle, and we've had to had to use him in that area and and look he's made he's been uh, in the pro bowl a few times um at guard and so look we're we're excited to have him back um excited that that uh you know it was it was a deal that we could we could manage under our cap and and uh and look he's still a young player too so there's there's still room for uh improvement and growth on his part Okay, and I'll throw one last name at you here since we won't go through the entire free agency list. But, you know, David Onyemata, who is a really, really soft-spoken guy? Is he that soft-spoken around you guys? Because, you know, sometimes we got to lean in so we can be – because you can barely hear him. <laughs> yeah, David's really soft-spoken. Um, yeah, you know, he's he's one of these guys that lets us play to his talking for him. Um, but, again, you know, David is, is uh, you know, a guy we drafted, a guy that's developed and improved every year. He's very serious about about um, you know his craft, and look, he's he's a super guy to have in the locker room, uh, a super teammate, and and again, another young player, uh, still relatively young that that's got room for improvement, and he's gotten better every year, and 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 very productive. So uh, we're really excited that that uh, he was able to uh, that we were able to get him resigned uh, for the foreseeable future. And, you know, listen, I would say going into this, I don't know that I expected to be able to get uh, David and Andrus uh, re-signed, but, uh, so I'm really happy that that happened. Okay. 
Now, I, I don't know if you can or can't address anything about Taysom Hill and, and the tender to him, but, you know, I guess going forward, I guess it's obvious that speaks to what you guys feel about him as a player and as a person, but, you know, how do you see his, his the vision for him going forward? Yeah, well, I you know, I think Sean's been very clear that, that um, uh, you know, Taysom's been a valuable player to us offensively. Um, he, he plans to use him again in, in the similar roles that we've we've done in the past and, and yet also has a vision um, for him being our, our quarterback in the future. So, um, you know, that all speaks to why we uh, tendered him at the level we did. And look, I, I, Taysom's another guy that I know wants to be back here and back with the Saints. So um, hopefully we can make that happen on a more permanent basis. You know, he's obviously a unique guy. Are you seeing more of, of that around the NFL? You you kind of hear whispers every now and then and maybe a little bit louder of people looking for a Taysom Hill type. Are you seeing some of that kind of develop in the NFL where people are looking for those multi-dimensional kinds of players like a Taysom Hill? Well, I, you know, I think this, uh, yes, is the answer to that, number one. I do think, though, that, uh, you know, in the past there's been teams, New England in particular, that – has taken guys and used them in multiple roles. Um, but, yeah, you do hear, you know, you do hear, look, a lot of times out of our own building you hear, hey, this guy's like Taysom Hill or, or uh, um, you know, some, some version of that. So I do, I do think that, look, teams are always looking for uh, ways to get the most out of, out of their roster. And, and when you have someone that can uh, fill multiple roles, um, obviously that, that's what happens. Okay. Now you brought in and retained several key free agents, but also, you know, some guys find elsewhere, whether it be uh, um, an A.J. Klein or a Teddy Bridgewater or a Vaughn Bell, but each one of those guys speaks extremely highly of the Saints. Does, does that give you a source of pride to hear players, even when they depart, have such great things to say in such high regard for the franchise? Yeah, well, I think – Yes, obviously that you know that's what you want to have happen. I want guys. We all want guys to have a great experience in their time with the Saints. And, and look, I, I would uh, say that we have equally great things to say about Von Bell and AJ uh, uh, Klein. And, and look, a lot of the players that have have uh, um, passed through here and then moved on to other teams. You know, we appreciate. We appreciate uh, their play and the things that they've contributed to our success uh, and wish them all the best. You mentioned that the draft is going on as scheduled. Does, does that make, you know, because you can't have pro days and visits, so was, does that place added emphasis on, on what you glean from the senior bowl and the combine? Well, yeah, listen, what we're what we're doing now, we're still collecting information on these guys, and we, in all likelihood, won't have as much as that we normally do. But we've also got a lot of information already, and, and Jeff and our scouting staff and our coaches are all uh, continuing to work hard on on um, this draft class, and we'll be we'll be prepared when when the time comes to draft. Now we know the Saints like to get you know a lot of things done in free agency, which they've done again this year to position themselves to kind of draft the guy who just is simply the best player in their pool at that pick. Uh, do you feel pretty confident that you guys are in that position right now? Well, I, listen, I think there's still work to be done. And, and we've got, you know, we've got uh, 
roughly 30 days before the draft. So, uh, and there's still free agents out there. So I, I think, again, there's, there's work to be done in terms of um, free agency and there's work to be done in terms of draft preparation. But absolutely, that's our goal. That'll do it for this edition of the New Orleans Saints podcast brought to you by SeatGeek. Thanks to New Orleans Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis for joining us on this Friday. And stay with us for Monday's edition of the podcast where we will have Saints President Dennis Lauscher. Have a great weekend.